0: Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love & Life, Dr. Karen Anderson-Abril. Welcome to Love & Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson-Abril. Fear is a powerful force. It's something we all grapple with. Sometimes we're very aware of our fear. When anxiety grips us, we can't breathe, we've got a pit in our stomach, we clench up. At other times, fear is more elusive. It masquerades as other emotions like depression and anger. Fear is normal. And psychologists can't cure normal. But fear does not have to control us. We can notice our fear. We can be curious about our fear. We can look to understand what our fear is telling us about ourselves, about our deepest desires, our motivations, and about the way we do life. We can take charge of our fear. We can manage it. We can live with it. We can move through it. And at times... We can overcome it. And if you plan to date or be in a relationship, fear will show up. It's human, it's natural. The fears will present themselves. And if you're like many of us, the longer you're on the scene, the more you've had a chance to accumulate fear. I remember when I had my first like major crush on this boy in 6th grade. I had no fear. I was like, I like him. I have a crush on him. He's going to like me back. Yay. No, what happened was I liked him. I let my friend know that I liked him. She told him that I liked him. He did not like me back. (laughs) Rejection number one, sixth grade, sets the tone for all the other possible rejections. The longer we're at it, the more we've had a chance to accumulate reasons to fear. We fear dating because we've been rejected before. We fear trusting because our trust has been broken in the past. We fear committing because commitments haven't lasted. And at the same time, we fear not dating, trusting, and committing because we fear being alone. We fear loneliness. We fear being single because there's so much stigma to being single, the single shaming. And all of this fear might be more manageable if we could just know for sure that the loneliness, the being alone, the single status wouldn't last forever. Because for most of us, it's not our desire to be single for forever. In my book, Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right, I talk about this. In fact, I devote an entire chapter asking readers to quit worrying about being alone for forever. And I spoke to that because it was something that I experienced, that nagging fear that, you know, I think I can handle loneliness for a while. I can handle being alone for a while. But the thought that it was going to be permanent, that I would never meet my person could be so painful to entertain. And the worst part, not so much the feelings that accompanied that fear, though those were very uncomfortable. It was the tendency to make decisions based on this fear of being alone for forever that then led me to get back with that ex Date the guy who I know I really don't like all that much, but just keep giving him a chance because maybe I'm being too picky. That's what everyone says. It's those decisions we make when we're rooted in fear that are soul crushing. In fact, they tell our, our true, authentic self forget it. I'm too scared to hold out for someone who really excites me, someone at my level, someone extraordinary. I'm just going to settle because I'm so scared. Settling is stepping away from your authentic self. It is rooted in fear. Going back to that ex, staying with someone who is emotionally abusive because you'd rather be with somebody, anybody, even a bad guy who doesn't treat you well than be single. Soul crushing. Authenticity crushing. Abusive to yourself. To not honor yourself enough to rise above that fear. It's not easy. We manage it. We move through it. We find support from others who get it. That's one of the reasons I've started my love and life support groups. We need ongoing, continued reminders that we do have what it takes to stay strong in the midst of that fear so that we don't make those soul-crushing choices. And most of you know, I am speaking from experience as one who almost married the wrong person because I was 34 and it was time. And what if no one else ever proposed to me? And wouldn't this be just good enough? And isn't good enough good enough? So yes, I speak from experience, from personal experience of almost making that soul crushing mistake. And I also speak from the research, because over the last several years, a group of psychologists have been researching this exact question, how fear relates to people's choices when dating. And I am here for it because it confirms what we know deep down, that whenever we are tempted to settle, it's because there's fear underlying that decision. And now the research says, "Mm mm-hmm, we were right all along. The first study I'm going to talk about, we've actually discussed on IGTV. I mention it in my book, and I actually talked about it on the podcast way back in episode four. But the lead researcher has done subsequent studies I haven't yet addressed. So I'm going to share several studies with you, and then we'll get to the real-world applications of what this tells us about how we can manage move through and even overcome our fears. The fears that so drastically impact and oftentimes sabotage our dating and relationship life. If you're into personal development, if you geek out on psych research, and if you're looking to level up in all realms of love and life, a love and life support group is for you. In Love & Life groups, you'll enjoy the camaraderie of connecting with like-minded women. You'll feel encouraged and empowered by others endeavoring to thrive in all realms of love and life. We all know there's strength in numbers, so join us for deep conversations designed to provide healing and promote growth. Two more Love & Life support groups are rolling out February 1st. Head over to my website for more details. Let's dig into the first study. The title alone says it all. Settling for Less Out of Fear of Being Single. It was published in 2013 in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology by Spielman, McDonald, Maxwell, and Joel. And here's what they found. First, they developed a fear of being single scale. So that way they could have participants indicate how fearful they are of being single. Then they used the scale to test their theory and their hypotheses that people who were more fearful of being single would be more likely to settle for less in relationships. They conducted several smaller studies under the umbrella of this research project, and The first study absolutely confirmed their hypothesis that the fear of being single predicted settling for less in ongoing relationships. This was evidenced, I quote, by greater dependence in unsatisfying relationships, meaning people who were not that thrilled with their partner were still more likely to stay in that relationship and feel dependent on that relationship. So I'm not really into you, but I feel very dependent upon you and upon this relationship. Similarly, another portion of the study found that the fear of being single, quote, predicts lower likelihood of initiating the disillusion of a less satisfying relationship, meaning they're not happy in the relationship, but they're not willing to break it off. The study also asked participants to consider potential partners, hypothetical partners, and they found that, I quote, the fear of being single consistently predicted romantic interest in less responsive and less attractive dating targets. What this means is, because I fear being single, I see someone who I think is, but I'll date him anyway. And finally, the researchers studied participants at a speed dating event and found that those who feared being single were less selective in expressing romantic interest. Essentially saying, when we fear being single, we're not going to be too selective. So that was the first study I encountered, but... I did a little Google search, and Dr. Spielman continues work along these lines. She's now at Wayne State University in Detroit, and she's conducting similar research there. In fact, a more recent study looks at another theme that I also address in my book, the tendency to think about the past and ruminate about your ex and maybe even try to reach out and get back with your ex when you are alone for a period of time. This study is called Longing for Ex-Partners Out of Fear of Being Single by Spielman, McDonald, Joel, and Impact in 2015 in the Journal of Personality. And the results from this study again confirmed their hypothesis that if we fear being single, we're much more likely to then reminisce about an ex, glorify the past, think, oh, we can probably make it work this time around. Specifically, the study said, and I quote, those with stronger fear of being single reported greater longing for their ex-partners. They even examined the strength of the longing for the ex and found that, no surprise, those days when participants were feeling really scared about being single, those were the same days that they were really longing for their ex. I know I have definitely been there, felt that. I'm thinking of members of my community right now going through breakups, and they know that the relationship wasn't right. They know in their heart of hearts that what happened was for the best. But in those moments when they feel lonely, in those moments when that fear starts to sink in that maybe they're going to be alone for forever, they then start doubting themselves. They start reflecting back and going, well, maybe it wasn't so bad. It's so normal to do that. These findings are powerful for that alone because just normalizing the process and the experience of grieving a loss and the fear that can accompany that, this knowledge can keep you grounded. You can go, okay, I know right now I'm reminiscing about the past. I'm glorifying my ex, but I know because the research shows that this is because I'm feeling that fear that fear of being single, and when I lean into that fear, I'm also more likely to start longing for my ex. Just that knowledge itself is powerful. The researchers conclude this study by saying, and I quote, these findings suggest that fear of being single is a particularly useful construct for understanding the romantic detachment process. I wish I'd known this when I was going through my many, many breakups. I wish I'd had that research, that data to say, okay, Karen, this longing for your ex, is it related to him? Or is it more about the fact that you're really feeling very scared right now that you're going to be single for forever? And the research says that when you start feeling that way, you're more likely to start longing for your ex again. I just wish I'd known that because the way my mind works, that would have really helped me make better choices during my breakups. I could have noticed my feelings and recognized, hey, research shows this is not the time to let that feeling run the show right now. We got to love smarter, not harder here. Spielman's research wasn't available to me, but I hope it's helpful for you. The next Spielman study I want to talk about is very recent, just from 2020, and it looks at Whether or not when you're online dating, if you can detect whether the people you're interacting with have a fear of being single, which I thought was a really interesting question because of course, if you've been single for a while and someone knows that you desire partnership, sometimes you get told, another single shaming comment, you're coming off as too desperate, which all the things, all the things that I address in my book. But okay, back to the study. It's called Detectability and Desirability of Fear of Being Single in Online Dating Profiles. So the researchers found that, yes, the fear of being single was detectable. So people can tell if you are more concerned about being single or not. And this fear of being single predicted lower romantic desirability, meaning If I can sense that someone fears being single, I'm not as attracted to that person. Interestingly enough, and I quote here, the desirability ratings were due in part to estimating lower physical attractiveness. So if we're running around fearing being single, we are less attractive to people with whom we might want to partner, which is definitely something we might want to keep in mind. And another interesting finding, quote, those higher in fear of being single were not deterred by higher fear of being single. That means that if I'm super scared of being single and I sense that you're super scared about being single, it's not going to deter me. It's not going to bother me, which, ah, oh, that's a problem because if I don't care if you fear being single, I'm putting myself in the position of you wanting to be with me, not because you're crazy about me but because you just don't want to be alone anymore. In marital therapy, we talk about water seeks its own level. Put another way, the energy that I'm putting out there is the energy I'm going to receive back to me. Like attracts like. I don't want to be fearful for all the reasons we've discussed so far, but also I don't want to fear being single because if I fear being single, I'm much more likely to attract someone else who fears being single and then We might be together clinging to each other just to fill that void as opposed to being together because we sincerely desire partnership with each other, not partnership with just any random person to fill the void, but because I desire you. We all want to be desired for who we are. We want to be seen. We want to be fully known and cherished for the person we are. I didn't marry Dan just so he could have a wife. I married Dan because he wanted partnership with me and no one else would do. That's the thing we're talking about here. The difference between needing someone to fill this void versus desiring partnership with that person who is so unique and special, only they will do. We all want this, but sometimes we doubt and we're afraid, back to fear. We're afraid it's not going to happen for us. And when we have that fear... As Dr. Spielman's research clearly displays, we are way more likely to settle for less. We're less likely to believe that we could have something extraordinary, and we're less likely to get out of something that's very mediocre or worse because we're afraid. Okay, so what can we do about our fear of being single if it is something that is influencing our choices, which for so many of us it is? That's exactly what Dr. Spielman addresses in the next study I want to share with you. Let's connect on social. I'm most active on Instagram, where I post original quotes, infographics, and I tackle trending topics in my Love Smarter, Not Harder IGTVs. On Insta, you can find me at Dr. Karen, i R I N. I'm also on Facebook at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril, and on Twitter at Dr. Karen Anderson. So what can we do about this? I've talked extensively on many podcast episodes about taking charge of our thoughts, taking charge of our life. I'm laughing because that's what I say every single week. It's the motto of the program. It's grounded in cognitive behavioral therapy, and it is truly research supports the way to go about managing our emotions that are plaguing us because we take charge of the thoughts that are fueling those emotions. I have so much content on that. In episode 100, I talk about rational emotive behavior therapy as a method for taking charge of our thoughts. I have so many episodes talking about ACT, acceptance, and commitment therapy that'll be very helpful for you. And I love that Spielman apparently has had this same kind of thought process where she has identified the problem and is now trying to further understand what's behind this fear and what processes are at work that are fueling the fear and allowing the fear to be first and foremost in someone's mind. So she did a study called Fear of Single Priming Predicts Maladaptive Relationship Pursuits. So in psych research, when we talk about priming, it's basically setting the tone for something. So if I'm going to prime you to fear being single, I'm going to talk about how horrible it is to be alone and how you're never going to find anyone and people who are alone are utterly lonely and depressed and have a horrible experience in this life. You're priming someone to feel a certain way, to think a certain way. And as you may imagine, the study found, quote, focusing on negative aspects of singlehood produced greater fear of being single and focusing on positive aspects, an effect that appears to be driven by the negative focus. So Dr. Spielman's research completely aligns with cognitive approaches. If you let your mind wander and go in that negative direction, it's going to fuel that fear of being single. Also, this study substantiated the findings from Dr. Spielman's other research studies, such that, quote, There's a causal effect, fear of being single prompted by the priming task, predicted longing for ex-partners, and willingness to settle for less. So, it behooves us to focus on the positives of being single. So here's the action item as we wrap up all this research from Dr. Spielman. Our mindset matters. If we allow that fear to permeate our approach to dating, we are dating from a disempowered stance. To recap, if we fear being single, others pick up on it and they don't find us as attractive or they don't care. They don't mind that we fear being single and they also fear being single and they're fine partnering up with us. As we spoke to earlier, that's probably a relationship where two people are just together to have somebody, a warm body, with them. Furthermore, Dr. Spielman's research reminds us that we are less likely to leave a bad relationship if we fear being single. We're more likely to entertain dating someone that we're not that excited about or reach out to an ex who wasn't that good of a fit in the first place. But we can reduce our fear of being single by focusing on the positives. And there are many. We take charge of our thoughts. We take charge of our life. We can do it. We can move through the fear. Fear is inherent to dating. It's inherent to relationships. It's inherent to life. But we can manage it. And we can tackle it and even overcome it. Through our cognitive approaches, the fear of being single does not have to rule. It does not have to override your good sense, what you know to be true. It doesn't have to propel you to make decisions that are soul-crushing. You're armed with the research, you have the cognitive strategies, and you have the support of this community. You got this. Dan invented it because I kept burning my tongue on my black coffee. And then we realized the Perfector could do so much more. It's the only way to brew coffee or tea and then immediately ice it for iced coffee or iced tea without watering down the flavor. It also brings bourbon to a perfect chill, again, without diluting it or bruising the flavor notes. But my favorite application, wine. The Perfector takes your room temperature red to the recommended low 60s in just 20 seconds. And as a bonus, the Perfector aerates your vintage as well. Check out all the Perfector's applications, including bringing white wine to its most flavorful temperature at drinkperfection.com. Love and Life listeners can use promo code PODCAST at checkout for 20% off your Perfector. This week's Love and Life hack is courtesy of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross who you know from the five stages of grief. The hack is, there are only two emotions, love and fear. Let me flesh out that quote real quickly. Quote, All positive emotions come from love. All negative emotions from fear. From love flows happiness, contentment, peace, and joy. From fear comes anger, hate, anxiety, and guilt. It's true that there are only two primary emotions, love and fear. But it's more accurate to say that there is only love or fear, for we cannot feel these two emotions together at exactly the same time. They're opposites. If we're in fear, we are not in a place of love. When we're in a place of love, we cannot Be in a place of fear. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. As always, I really appreciate you spending this part of your day with me. And I hope that this research has empowered you and encouraged you and given you that extra little bit of support as you navigate your way through love and life. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter at loveandlifemedia.com so we can stay connected. If you have 30 seconds to head over to Apple Podcasts to give us a five-star rating, we would be so grateful. A one or two-sentence review of what you enjoy about the program is also so very much appreciated. Take charge of your fear of being single. Take charge of your life. And until next time... Make it a great week. Love and Life is produced by Tim May and hosts and executive producer Dr. Karen Anderson Abril.